0: Welcome to Christ-Centered Identity. I'm so excited to share this message with you. Please share this with your friends. Get them excited about Jesus, because it is all about Jesus. God bless you. You can slowly make your way back to your seats. We're going to go back into worship here in a minute, but I really feel like God wanted me to share this word before we go back into worship, because I feel like God is calling us to a whole other level of what it means to worship Jesus to what it means to love God with everything that we are like we can we can say we love God or we can say we love God through the culture we're in we can say we love God through through the family that we're raised in but I'm asking you guys right now do you love God as yourself and who who God says you are do you love God from the core of yourself do you feel his presence on the inside of your DNA do you do you like wake up every day totally recklessly in love with God is, you, is every day, is it, are you waiting for God to encounter you or are you just sucking air and taking breaths and like I'm here, I'm just existing? What I'm asking you to do today, tonight is this, is, is come up to another level of what God is asking all of us to do. And that's to be completely and totally sold out for Jesus. Amen? Amen. Amen. So I want to ask you guys tonight, are you a fake stand, or are you a real stand? Are you a fake stand or are you a real stand? Do I have to explain what a stand is or do you all know what a stand is? Everyone knows what a stand is. Even this 41 year old, 42, 42 year old man knows what a stand is. Come on. So, are you a fake stand or are you a real stand? There was a, there was a sermon back in the day. Are you, a, are you a fan or are you a follower? Are you just like a little bit of a fan or do you actually follow after Jesus? And I want to ask you, there's a lot of Christians out there that claim Christianity as as, as who they are, but they don't live the life of one that is Christian. They they haven't fully given their life over to Christ and laid themselves down and and counted themselves dead to themselves but alive in Christ Jesus. See, there's a difference between just calling yourself a a label but then actually actually being what that is. If I take a can... Since we were talking about you know, poop earlier, we'll just continue with that. If I take a can and I fill it with doo-doo and I put a label on the, out, on the outside of it and it says Coca-Cola and you're like, oh, that looks so delicious. I'm going to take a drink. No, you don't want to drink that. That's disgusting. Right? Like, like Even though it has a label on it, it doesn't mean that's what's on the inside is what the label says. So some of us can put a label on ourselves but on the inside we're really full of... I ain't going to say <laughs> so, so I see I, 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 I'm not really looking for the lit party I'm looking for the one who is the fire his name is Jesus I'm not looking for like feels I'm not looking for like, like some kind of excitement what I'm looking for is the one that consumes my total life his name is Jesus and he wants to consume your life so, so I want to talk about a guy named his, he was a sorcerer named Simon in the, in the New Testament, in the book of Acts, in chapter 8, verses 9 through 24, I'm not going to read all of it. I'm just going to describe the story to you. So, 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 everybody say, Simon the sorcerer. Simon the sorcerer. Okay, so Simon was in this town called uh, Sam, uh, Samaria, I think. Yeah, Samaria. And he was doing sorcery. You guys know what sorcery is? It's witchcraft. It's not like what God is. It's all... Yeah. Right, exactly. Thank you. It's gross, right? It's perverted. It's a perverted spiritualism, right? And so, also, another, th- another thing for a, a sorcery is, is a rebellion is actually witchcraft as well. Do you guys know what that means? It means you're rebelling against authority. You're trying to control authority with your, your attitude. It's called witchcraft. <laughs> you're trying to control something with your behavior. It's called witchcraft. You also know that, that uh, uh, pharmacy or pharmacia or, or drugs is actually a form of witchcraft as well. Because it, it, it alters your mind and you, you make yourself open to the demonic. Right? And so that's why the Bible says be sober in your mind. The reason you're going to be sober in your mind is so that you're aware of what's around you. And so when so something is, the Bible says our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and the devil is out to kill still and destroy everything in your life. And let me tell you that Christians get just as destroyed by the enemy as those that aren't Christians. There are a lot of uh, wounded, offended Christians out there that are still dealing with addictions and still dealing with with all sorts of things in their life that they're not free from it because they still are under the power of whatever that addiction is. And I I can tell you that for, for a fact because I was one of those. Fully addicted to many things. But I love Jesus. At least I thought I did right and so i want to ask so, so simon the sorcerer everybody say simon the sorcerer. simon the sorcerer he was he was this guy that was in the town and he was trying, doing all these things all these amazing tricks and everybody's like whoa everybody say ooh, ooh. ah amazing, amazing. <laughs> he was levitating ooh he was doing all these card tricks he's pulling rabbits out of the hat he was doing all these crazy things and everybody's like whoa everybody say ooh Ah, can any of that save your soul? No. no. <laughs> it may grab your fleshly attention. See, the world wants to make something shiny and pretty and beautiful and, and, and neat and nice and make it look so good and appealing to you. and make you, make you, So you're not going to be attracted or tempted by something that you're, that you're not, something inside of you just doesn't want it. Young men, hips, lips, and fingertips. You wouldn't be attracted to it, or you wouldn't go after it if you weren't attracted to it. There's something inside of you that draws you to that. Yeah? It's called sinful nature. It's called the fallen man. You think I'm kidding? I'm not. It'll destroy you. It'll destroy relationships. How do I know? Because I almost destroyed mine. Oh, I'm not kidding. I'm telling you the truth. See, see, we have to love what God gives us as a gift and not pervert that gift based on our fleshly desires. See, God can give you something beautiful and wonderful. He can give you a job, and if you don't show up on time and if you're not studious at your job, guess what happens? Bam. God, your parents can give you the, the, the uh, Nintendo Switch or the Xbox, and if you sit in front of it for 15 hours a day, they're gonna get a little what? Frustrated. Like, dude, you got chores. You're like, but I got a switch. And they're like, you got chores. You're like, but my switch. And they're like, I'm about to get the switch if you don't get on them chores. (laughs) Right? And so everybody says, Simon the sorcerer. Simon the sorcerer sorcerer was doing all these tricks, and oohing and and all, and the people in the community, they're like, oh my gosh, this guy is so amazing. And then all of a sudden, the apostles of Jesus came and they started preaching the gospel. And all of a sudden, they started filling people with the Holy Spirit, the power of God, right? And then all of a sudden, people were actually getting healed. And Simon the sorcerer is going, wait a minute, what is this power that you guys have? What do you have? You have this power that I want. I want this power. They were all looking at me and all looking at what I can do. Everybody said, look what I can do. Look what I can do. (laughs) (laughs) They're all looking at Simon the sorcerer as he is something amazing. But then all of a sudden, real power came in the room. So, we might be entranced by the things of the world, but when real power touches us, we're changed forever. Last week, I described my, my experience as a young boy that was, that, was, that was ministered to by the Holy Spirit. At, I think I was about 10 years old. And I'm talking, like, I, seriously, I've never experienced God like that in my life up until then. I didn't even know I, God was just, just this figment of people's imagination, I didn't even know how it really was until all of a sudden His power hit my life. And then all of a sudden I, I knew things that I, shouldn't, I, that I didn't know before and I felt things that I never felt before and, I, and I, I, I saw the Holy Spirit working through power in my life and I saw Him doing things, miracles, signs, and wonders. He started giving me dreams and visions and taking me to a totally different place than I ever been before in my mind and in my heart. Why? Because God's Word creates. When God speaks over you, He creates. What it, so when you read the Word, what it, we talked about this last week, when God spoke and then it... It was... He said, let there be, and there was. See, when God speaks, when you read God's word, his word actually creates a reality in you. So you're not just reading a book, you're reading transformation. That's huge. If you understood that you're not just like, oh, I've got to read the Bible for 15 minutes, oh my God. Youth pastor said i got to read it every day. Gosh, what would you get on my face? I'm telling you, you get alone with the Word of God and you'll be transformed. You'll be a completely different person. When things come at you in life, all of a sudden you'll look at them differently because now you understand the power of the God who spoke the universe into existence is working in and through your life. When you talk to people and you have scriptures in your soul and you start quoting Bible verses to people and all of a sudden they're like, whoa, I didn't even know that was possible. Or you're saying something to them and because the grace of the Holy Spirit is on you, the power of God is on you. But, but Jesus said, freely you receive, now freely you give. So what happens? You read the Word, it brings transformation to your soul. And all of a sudden you are just around people and they're just like clinging to you because you're releasing the peace of God in their life they never experienced that peace before. Are you a real... F- Stan are you a fake stan? <laughs> so Simon the sorcerer was doing all these great things according to him. He had all this clout, all this popularity, everybody was looking at him until real power came. And then he was like I I want that that's real. See see people that are doing what they think is real and it's really fake. It's really momentary, it's not eternal. They may, get some, uh, they may get some clout, they may get some people looking at them, but, but eternity is looking at you, and it's calling you forward. And see, your, your goal is to throw a big net behind aside you and bring as many people with you as possible to be fishers of people, to go after them because they're created in the image of God, whether they know it, or believe it, or not, they are. And you call to the, the, gold, the, the gold that's on the inside of them, the creative value of who they are, and you call them up and out of what, the darkness that they live in. Because you're the light. You're the light. The light of the world is living on the inside of you. His name is Jesus Christ. This mystery that's been spoken of throughout the ages. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. I'm telling you that tonight God wants to shine through your life. Not just like a little glint, not just a flicker, not just a once-a-week thing. But I'm telling you, every single day, God wants to shine through your life. He wants you to be a living example, a living epistle. What does that mean? The living word of God. Your life is an example of what you read and what you are being transformed by when you read the word. You guys, this is powerful. If you understand what I'm saying right now, I think a lot of you be on your feet, clapping. Jesus, give me more. I want more of who you are. I'm talking about the revival that's on the inside of you guys. So we, 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 sometimes we wake up every day we're like, what's going on? I don't know what to do. I'm just here like this is normal life. God's trying to wake you up. He's trying to wake you up. Wake, 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 oh sleeper. There's a giant on the inside of you that's wanting to come out. There's a giant on the inside of you, a giant in the spirit. That when you walk in the room, de- demons flee. Why? Because the Holy Ghost resides on the inside of you. The power of God is living in you. When the enemy comes to, to still kill, and destroy, you just look him square in the face and you laugh. Ha, ha, ha. Leave. <laughs> in Jesus' name. When addiction comes and knocks at your door, you say, not me. I don't, I, you don't have my address. Leave. <laughs> you ain't pulling up here no more. Bye. Everybody say, bye Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy. Lucy is short for Lucifer. We'll just call him Lucy now. From now on. <laughs> say bye Lucy. Instead <laughs> <laughs> so of bye Felicia, he's bye Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> say bye Lucy. <laughs> 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 Jesus. <laughs> So, 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 everybody say, Simon the, Simon the sorcerer. He wanted this power. He's like, I want what you got. So you walk into a room and all your, all your friends are there and you have another friend that's got a, a busted up knee. You're like, in the name of Jesus. And you're like, whoa. You're, those guys are cool, but what the heck? And you're like, it's him. And you're like, who's him? And you're like... Come to youth group, I'll show you. <laughs> Come hang out with me for a little bit. I'll show you Jesus through my life, how I live, how I love people, how I care about people, the Jesus that's shining through me. I'm telling you guys that it's a real thing. It's not just words on a paper. It's transformation of your life. So, so he, he was like, so can I buy this power? Everybody say no. And no. You can't buy it. Say no. No, Jesus, Jesus paid for it so that you can have it. Everybody say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> say, thank you, Jesus. No, I'm serious. Say, thank you, Jesus. Even you on the couch right there say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> she said, <saying>, brother. <laughs> right? So, so, so Jesus paid for it so you can have it. And you can have it freely. Whoa. Freely. Do you know that your soul is the filter of your spirit? You're like, what does that mean? I'm going to tell you right now. So your soul filters the, what the world brings at you and you have a spirit and your spirit is trying to gather what is going on so that you can walk in the spirit and not in the, the soul or in the flesh. So when you're walking in this life, you, sometimes you can, you can live life based on your hurts, what you've been through, how life has treated you, how life is going, where you're at in life, where you come from. Your soul is, your soul is being restored by, your, by the spirit of God. So your soul is being affected by life. But the Bible says to walk in the spirit and not in your flesh. So in order to walk in your spirit and not in your flesh, you have to understand that you are a spirit who has a soul. Your identity is spirit because your spirit is eternity. See, we see see that. We see see our our 365, 24-7, and we're like, this is my reality. But Jesus is like, I got eternity for you. But you're like, God, my parents just yelled at me yesterday. My feelings are so hurt. And he's like, I, I get it. I get it. Life sucks. Come on. Yeah, you should have cleaned your room. <laughs> 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 you should have done your chores. You probably would have been upset. Just saying. <laughs> you shouldn't have given your brother a noogie. <laughs> <That's the best>. <laughs> <laughs> parents are like, can you guys just get along? <laughs> no. No, <it's- laughs> just so I was like. Yeah, i beat my brothers up. <laughs> what? So everybody say Simon the Sorcerer? Simon the Sorcerer. You can't buy the Holy Ghost. You can't buy the Holy Ghost. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. So you can't buy the Holy Spirit. You can't buy the Holy Spirit. Yeah, keep You guys preach me down. Come on, preach me down. And so you can't buy the Holy Spirit. It's a free gift. Everybody say it's a free gift. It's a free everybody gift. Everybody put your hands out. Say, I, I receive the free gift free of the Holy, the Holy Spirit right now. Right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so then, so then Simon and Peter were like, dude, what you just said is offensive. Jesus paid a high price for this for you to have it freely. How do you think you can come by and buy it? Who are you to try to buy what God's given to you freely? And you need to go repent. And he's like, wait a minute. And then he gets all offended and upset, and he's like, whatever. So God has called us to, to, to receive Jesus freely. But in that receiving of Jesus freely, there's a part of us that needs to die. So there is a price. It's the old man dying. Everybody said the old me. It's not the new me. me. I'm filled with Jesus. Jesus. Oh, Kyle got a smile on his face. I love that. He said, yeah. That's right, buddy. I'm filled with Jesus. (laughs) That was good. I like that. I felt that. I did. That was awesome. So Simon was trying to buy something that he can receive freely. You can't earn your salvation. So stop trying. You can't be good enough. You can't do enough right things. To earn your salvation. What do you say? What? You said so stop trying, right? So stop trying. So everybody just say stop trying. Stop trying. Just say everybody say relax. Relax. Everybody say relax. Relax. Everybody say relax. Relax. say anxiety. anxiety? Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. You feel that, did you? Everybody say fear? Fear? Leave. Please. Say Holy Ghost? Let's go. Let's go Let's get go. it, Let's get it. Get it <laughs> Everybody say Holy Ghost oh my God. Let's get it, Let's Let's get get it. it. Ooh, I feel the Jesus <laughs> in this room <dream> tonight <laughs> See a real fan Makes others feel uncomfortable A real fan makes others feel uncomfortable You ever go to a football game And like the 50 year old dude's got his whole body painted And you? you're like bro you should put your shirt back on It ain't good <laughs> Like, like, dude, like, I get it. Like, you're, you're passionate, but. I mean, like, like you, you you take a step and everything kind of. Like, like, and then when you get really excited, you start jumping up and down. I'm like, whoa, whoa, that's too much. That's too much, man. It's too much. So a real fan makes other people feel uncomfortable. You're like, I don't know about this. And I don't know about this. See, are you, are you a real stan? <laughs> Mr. Man, are you a real stan? Or a fake stan? Bam. <laughs> there we go. Now, everybody give it up for Tristan. <laughs> See, is, is your worship, is your worship costly? Does does your love and devotion to Jesus make other people feel uncomfortable? Because because when you are in love with Jesus and you're like overwhelmed in love with Jesus, you can give a rip about what other people think. Just like the old man up they're like, "Woo!" Yeah! And you're like, "Yeah." <laughs> is your worship costly or is it nice and neat and Culturally acceptable. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. (laughs) Mm. Or is it like... Amen. I'm feeling the Holy Spirit. That's (laughs) uncomfortable. (laughs) That's right. That makes me feel uncomfortable too. Does your love and devotion make the religious uncomfortable? Does your love and passion for Jesus make those that are just stuck in their ways like whoa, whoa, whoa? Whoa, well, you're just a little too pat, Kyle. You're just a little too passionate. You need to stop praying. You need to stop praying on the microphone for four to five minutes. You need to just chill out. No more jumping. Jumping is of the devil. What? No. Don't 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 flail around. You look weird right and then so like I mean drums in church are you kidding me are you kidding me Alex are you kidding me drums in church that is a devil's music wow Josiah you mean guitar and an electric guitar do you know that demonic bands play an electric guitar you better stop you're making me feel uncomfortable was like so get over yourself bro See, see when you walk into the room, does, does apathy have to leave? Does complacency have to leave? When you walk into the room because you're a real fan, you're not a you're not a fake fan, a fake stand, you're a real you're a real you're a real 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 deal for Jesus. See when you walk into a place is everybody like, whoa, that's real. That ain't no show that's real oh my gosh did you see the way he that he or she was just so encouraging every time I get around Davina I'm like whoa she loves Jesus every time I get around Kyle I'm like bro this kid is like fired up come on come on Kyle get me get me pumped every time I get around Anna she's like speaking these revelations and I'm like whoa am I even a Christian <laughs> Every time I get around Paradise and she's like shares this like word that the Lord showed her, I'm like, dang, how'd she see that? Where'd that even come from? She's like the Lord. Right? Then then I get around Alex and he's over there worshiping on the drum set. And I'm like, I wish I could worship like that. Right? worship is like it's ridiculous. Right? Like, like you get around people that are passionate and you're like that's real that's not fake that's real I want that I want the real thing I don't want the fake stuff I want, I want real expression of what it means to, to express what God is doing in, in my heart and in my life and I want it to look like something for others to see see when I first came here y'all might laugh I me mean, some of you might remember I was the guy on the, the hand drum I, was there. I had this big old drum and man I tell you what I don't even care who was looking at me I don't care what was going on I was jumping up and down on my stool and I was beating the heck out of that drum because I didn't care all I wanted people to see was Jesus being glorified properly everybody say properly, properly. say properly. properly not probably properly. Properly. <laughs> see here's, here's my thought when I think about worshiping Jesus what did, what did he go through what was the cost to him? So, the least I could do is not care about what people think about me. Because he didn't care. He paid it all. He paid it all. Everybody say he paid it all. Paid it all. For me. He paid it all for me. Come on, let's get over it. I'm going to get over myself. I'm going to get into the mind of Christ. Say, I'm going to get over myself. I'm getting into the mind of Christ. <laughs> see, does your faith challenge people to step up? Does your faith in Jesus challenge people to say, "Dang, I want, I, I gotta"? You pray for ten people this week, dude? I said I'm praying for fifteen. Dude, you 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 prayed for for somebody that got saved yesterday? Oh, I it, I said I'm getting like three people saved. Watch this, in Jesus' name. Uh, does does your feel like oh I'm believing God he's going to he's going to he's going to open the doors and windows of heaven and I'm going to go on a missions trip. Do you guys know that I went on a, I went on a mission trip to to uh, Argentina a few years ago, 2 years ago and and uh, I had no money. What? <laughs> I had everybody say no money. no money. Say everybody say no bag. No <laughs> bag. No bag. <laughs> no bag and hey, hey, my ching ching was ning, none, none. <laughs> I had no ching at all all gone none everybody say this nada zero right nothing and then I was like Lord if you want me to go on this mission trip I need some money I need, I need, a, I need a windfall I need a bag of money just to come my way right and so, so I was praying and I was praying and all of a sudden my friend goes hey uh, I feel like God wants me to give this to you, and He sends me a check, and I'm like, oh wow, thanks, that's awesome, thank you, Jesus. Oh, I ain't done yet. It. it wasn't like a small check. Yeah, I was like, okay, so Lord, we need like ten grand, and my friend's like, I'm gonna send you a check, and I'm like, all right, cool. And so He sends me a check, and I get it after after like I was talking to a bunch of people, and they're like, oh yeah, I mean, I'm gonna hook you up and give you some money, and I, I had about two grand at that point, and He sends me a check, and it's a five thousand dollar check. That's good. Oh. How, how much money did I have? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not talking, I'm not prosperity gospel, don't get me wrong. I'm talking about Jesus providing so that I could go do what he wants me to do, right? Yeah. And so, so, so I, I had no money. Everybody say, No money. No money. Say, Oh, Aw. but they say, Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> and so all of a sudden, I had about like almost eight grand in my, in, in my, my account for it to go. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is about to happen. Jesus, thank you. Well, that's eight grand, That's awesome. But We need ten. Need two more. A thousand. Where's it gonna come from? Everybody say Jehovah's Sneaky.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and all of a sudden my parents come to the town, it's my birthday, and everybody say, Oh yeah, birthday money. <laughs> 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 birthday money. And my parents knew that I wanted to go and all of a sudden they started 100, 200, 300, 400, 500, 600, 700, 800, 900, 1,000, bam. Oh, wait, wait. 100, 200, $2,000. And guess how much money I had total? $10,000, the money I needed to go. What I'm saying is this if you're walking in God's will, He's going to provide an opportunity for you to get there. And He's going to do it through people around you. And the people around you are going to see your life live because they say, I'm real. See, I'm real. I love Jesus. And I want to shine Jesus wherever I go. See, when, you're, when you have that mentality, all of a sudden, when you're going out, God, God, people are going to provide opportunities for you. Everybody says, everybody, you know that your gift will make opportunity or make a way for you. What is your gift? It's the, it's the gift that God's put on your life. is going to make an opportunity and a way for you to get out and use that gift. So, so the purpose of life is not your gift. The purpose of your life is to shine Jesus. Your gift is just a vehicle. So when you when when you walk in the room and you grab that microphone and you or you or you're talking to that one person in the room that no one else is talking to or you're or you're you're calling your friend or your family member or you're reaching out to somebody that you haven't reached out to in forever and, and you're 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 trying to show them the love of God and you're like god who who should i pray for today and god puts a name on your heart and you just you just text him really quick hey man how you doing just want to pray for you or or like oh, i just want to know how the things are going in your life and all of a sudden you get a chance to minister to them and you're shining the light of Jesus and all of a sudden you're like whoa how did you know I was going through that? And it's the Lord. Because you have real power. You don't have something you've purchased. You have something you've given your life to. It's real. It's real. Everybody say it's real. It's real. <laughs> it's real. See, does your faith challenge people to step up from what is okay and just being okay with normal being okay with being apathetic and like, whatever bro, I don't care. Like, like, like the, the people that I have the hardest time reaching are those that are apathetic because they just don't care and it's like God I have a friend one of the kindest guys you would ever meet but he doesn't know Jesus and it breaks my heart because he's going to hell if he doesn't give his life to Jesus and it's real it's a real thing. Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He will water you down. He'll put your fire out. He'll make you feel like, "What's what? I don't care." He'll drown out your passion. He'll make you. He'll make you be so obsessed with everything else that's going wrong in your life. He'll give you so many reasons why not to. He'll give you so many thoughts on why you shouldn't take that step of faith. He'll give you so many reasons on why you should just sit back and relax. And I don't want the, I don't want people to look at me weird. I don't care. Like, like I, don't, I don't. I don't want them to just, like think I'm strange. He'll, he'll put so many plants, so many thoughts. Of fear in your mind, so you'll never change or transform. Everybody say, "I ain't down with that." I ain't down with that. that ain't me. I mean. He'll put apathy in your heart of I just. You know. That's my parents. They maybe come around to church. It's cool, but whatever. Like God, cool, whatever. Got my switch. It's awesome. <laughs> got my bicycle Want to ride my bicycle Want to ride my bicycle? Got my cell phone yeah, that's my whole world I'm Six inches right there That's it That's all I got Oh there's an actual world Outside of this thing like, see, see, here's, here's, I actually had this vision this morning, and God just reminded me of it. I had this vision this morning that, that some of you, your reality is actually, is actually digital. Well, Wait, your reality, some of you are stuck in, like, re, like, those reality-based games where you, like, you play them, and you have, like, an alternate reality that you get, you get to play, and, 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 like, like, you're actually stuck, and your mentality is stuck in that, like, you, like, you, you are stuck in this, like, digital world. Sure the VR yes. Like like I just I am here, I heard the Holy Spirit this morning and he said he said some students their, their whole world is in, 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 in digital. Their whole reality, your whole existence, your whole emotional makeup, meaning what makes you upset or or, or happy, is revolving around something digital. Just saying Holy Spirit knows better than I do. And so it says this in, in, in 1 Peter chapter 2 verses. Um, 8 through 10. And it says this: it says, a stone, a stumbling, a rock of offense. They, they stumble being disobedient to the word. Everybody say, to the word. The word. And she said, Jesus is the word. Jesus. To which they, they also were appointed, but are cho- they are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own people. Amen that you may proclaim the praises of Him who called you out of darkness and into His marvelous light. Say, everybody, I'm called to marvelous light. To marvelous light. No, say, I'm called, light. I'm called to marvelous light. Who once were not, not a people, but now are the people of God. Say, I am, I am, the, people I am the people of God. Say, I belong, God. I belong to God. Who had not obtained mercy, but now obtained mercy. Say, I have mercy. I have mercy. And His name is Jesus. His blood, is mercy on my life. His blood is mercy on my life. See, when you meet the real Jesus, you can't continue to live in sin. When you meet the real Jesus, when you meet the real, real deal, like, oh my gosh, this is God. Everybody say, oh my God. Oh my God. No, 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 uh, no, no. Like, God's in the room, and you're like, oh my God. like like he's in front of you and you're like oh my God all you can hear is cuss words but I'm telling you of a moment where God enters a room and you're so overwhelmed with his goodness and his mercy you're like oh. y'all got jokes I'm talking about something real so we can laugh things off until it hits a square in the nose and we're like, oh, that, that life is real. I'm serious. For example, I, I have a friend and I just heard just before the service, amazing man of God um, just passed away in his sleep last night. I knew this man. He's an amazing man of God. But he, it, he went to bed. And then he went to heaven. See, we don't know what's, what's going to happen the next 20 minutes, the next minute, next second, tonight. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know what's going to happen on the way home. Because when life hits, it gets real. And we go, oh my God. Help. I need you. see when you meet the real Jesus you can't walk in sin anymore it's, not, it's like not even possible I'm talking about like fake stands that meet Jesus and claim Jesus but live like he's not real when you have a when you really encounter God and you're like whoa some of you are like I thought I've encountered God but why am I still sinning Why do I still walk in sin every day? Why do I still mess up? It's really simple. You had an encounter, but you didn't sustain it through your devotion. You had a moment with Jesus, and you're like, oh. But your lifestyle didn't sustain the encounter. So when life hits, you crumble instead of thrive. See when life gets rough, you, you you either you either fold because your life is built on shifting sand or it's built on the the foundation of the solid rock who's Jesus. See see when life hits, you, you it's going to be clear if you're a if you're a fake stand or a real stand. It's going to be absolutely 100% clear. When that when that guy breaks up with you and your whole life's over. and that girl breaks up and says she was the one all all the guys the Lord told me she was the one I heard from the Lord and guess what she didn't You both have problems. We all have problems. (laughs) (laughs) So what happens when life life that you thought was real you're like going down the road and you're just existing and things are going okay and and life is just yeah whatever and all of a sudden what you thought was this is not that anymore. It's something different. Is God still real? Are you still overwhelmed by His mercy and His glory? Or are you overwhelmed by your problem? Are you a fake stan or are you a real stan? Come on, everybody say I'm real. Amen. I'm a real deal. See, this reminds me of, of someone that gives costly worship. Costly worship is, 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 is someone that just like knows that Jesus paid the price. And they're willing to live a life of costly worship. What does that mean? It means this, that Jesus paid the ultimate price and and I'm going to surrender to what God's given my life to have. Like Jesus paid a cost, so I'm going to live a life of costly worship. Like I don't care what people think about me. I don't care if me shaking my head and throwing my fists in the air and throwing Jesus all the glory I could give Him, I could just dig inside the deepest well of my life and throw it up to Him. See, some of you thought I was just flailing my arms. No, man. I'm deep. I'm digging into the deepest recesses of my life that I get. As an act of worship, God, take it all. Take it all. Like all of it, I give it all to you. I'm digging in the deepest areas of all the disappointment that I faced in my life, and I'm saying, Jesus, it's yours. You've paid it all, so I don't have to walk and wallow in my frustration. See, this reminds me of of the woman that was a sinful woman in Luke chapter seven, verses thirty-six through fifty she was a sinful woman and everybody in town knew that one. You guys might have, have some of those in your school. You all knew that one. Everybody knows her. Everybody knows him. He's just a player. Knows him, right? Oh, they're just a drug addict. Or they're just a this. Or they're just a that. Come on, let's put labels on people because that's good. Oh, come on. <laughs> they're fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God just like you. The human mind is disgusting, and it destroys the image of God because it wants to put labels that aren't God. You know what that's called? It's called the Antichrist. It's the Antichrist spirit. It's not God. You, as a Christian, should be a light shining in the darkness. When you see somebody that's broken, does your heart move with compassion, or you judge them? It's quiet. <laughs> See, 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 I, I, that one, you know, that one, like that, you know, uh, uh, that girl Mary, I like, like, hey, you know Mary. Everybody say, oh, oh, Mary. Oh, Mary. Oh, there's glory in here right now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm not playing, this here. Oh, Jesus. <sighs> hmm. So Mary enters a room and Jesus is sitting there. And all these people are around him, all these religious folks. Everybody say the ones that are, you know, the people. You know, the cool ones. The one that have, everybody say status. Everybody, the ones that have the streaks. They're so cool. Oh my gosh, I wish I was them. Thank you. No. Bless you. <laughs> hey, hey, So, they, so. <laughs> I, was, I won't go there. I'll, I'll stop right there. So, so, so they're the, they're the one that has status, but they're with Jesus, and Jesus doesn't care who's in front of him. He loves everybody just the same, because he's Jesus, and he sees as the value of what he created. Because nothing was created unless it was created through Jesus. Say, say this. Say, I am, I am. created. Of Jesus, my life, life. Shines, Jesus. shines. Jesus, not me. Not me. Say <laughs> me? me. Sit down.
1: Sit down. <laughs> <laughs> so she enters the room and
0: she has this jar, this this alabaster jar, and this alabaster was actually a material. That was very fragile, and it was so fragile that you can like scrape it and make carvings out of this, this jar. you can make the, like back in the day, the really pretty, beautiful carvings in these jars. They're really just you know elegant looking and just beautiful like like pottery kind of looking stuff. And so so she had this alabaster jar, and she it says she broke it and poured it all over Jesus to anoint him, just, just to, sh- to show her devotion to him. See so see like like when you understand where your life is at and the sin that you have in your life, and everybody knows that one. Like maybe I'm that one. Maybe my life was that one. Maybe maybe everybody knows that one that was that was on the platform preaching, and then all of a sudden he had a fall. You wonder why I worship because I almost lost my wife. I almost lost my wife to a brain tumor, and I almost lost my wife to my own mistakes and my own sin. You wonder why I'm so passionate, man. I'm telling you why, because I am so thankful that my life has been put back together by a king and his name is Jesus. I'm so thankful that I, I could have been destroyed. I could have been one of those guys that was addicted to everything under the sun, but Jesus stepped in. And when Jesus stepped in, I was like, Jesus, you paid it all. I'm going to give you costly worship. And what does that look like? That looks like me looking like a total fool in front of thousands of people, and I don't care. I want Jesus to be glorified. I don't care if welling my arms looks weird. I don't care if raising my hands. I don't care if getting loud in a room is is obnoxious to people. Jesus is king. I don't care if I have to stand up on an airplane and preach the gospel. I don't care if I have to walk in Walmart and see somebody that's hurting and pray for them. I don't care if I have to be at work and and I work for the so You're not allowed to talk about Jesus, but I don't care. I talk about him anyways. Because he's king. And I don't work for... Man, I work for him. And if I get fired, I'll get another job. Bless God. See, this woman comes and she, she breaks down. I, I think our lives are like that alabaster jar. See, life can put carvings on us and, and try to shape us. And try, and try to make us look a certain way. But God loves a broken and contrite spirit. So what would happen if you just understood that there's beauty in your brokenness? There, there's actual beauty in your, in your failure. Your success is actually in your failure. Did you know that? Everyone's like, I don't want to fail. Well, sorry, life, is, life fails. <laughs> it happens. Many successful people have actually found their success through the greatest failure that they've ever experienced. Everybody say, I'm I'm a failure. failure. And I need Jesus. Oh my gosh, you're honest. Praise the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's like, I don't want to be a failure. I'm telling you right now that it's in your failure that Jesus is your greatest success. It's in your weakness where he is strong. See, it's in your brokenness where he is made whole in your life. Where he can show you who he really is. He could really put you together. So I'm talking about you pouring your life out to Jesus in costly worship. See, I'm reminded of a a lady named Mary of Bethany. Mary of Bethany was one that just looked at Jesus and beheld him. And while her sister was doing all the cleaning and and cooking, and and her sister was getting frustrated, but Mary of Bethany was beholding Jesus, and she was doing the one thing. And so Mary of Bethany decided at one point she was going to go anoint Jesus' feet. And then Judas, the disciple, got really upset, and Judas was like, why are you letting her pour that? You don't understand how much money that's worth. The very disciple that was to deceive Jesus and sell him for 30 coins was caring about money all of a sudden. See, she, she poured it on his feet, and she he said, she said, you have no idea what she's doing. See, what she's doing is going to be Shown through all the time. That whenever anybody sees me at the cross or me being crucified, they're going to think of how she anointed my feet with oil. They're going to think of how she, she poured her life out on me. See, 2 Samuel 14, 14 says, My life is like water poured on the ground. It cannot be recovered again because God doesn't do it to take away life but to devise the means. Everybody, like, what does that even mean? It means this. Where do you put seeds? What do seeds need to grow? And, and when you think about seeds in the Bible, what does it mean? It means purpose. When your life is poured out like water in the ground, it actually waters the seeds of purpose in your life. It means this. When you humble yourself before God, that the, in your humility, your life being poured out, the old life can't be recovered again because you're pouring yourself out into purpose. In your humility, in your, in your submission to God, He actually brings about purpose. And all of a sudden, your life is like a, a, a big garden of God. And you have all these things that you can pull from, the fruit of the Amen. love, joy, peace, patience, goodness. Why? Because your life is rooted and grounded in love and Jesus. Everybody says that's a good word. See, I'm reminded of God, the first apostle that was martyred for Jesus. The, the first apostle that martyred mean? means you were killed for God. He were killed for Jesus. So he, he went out and started preaching the gospel. And he was preaching the gospel with fire, with authority. With, and people were like, whoa, this guy is getting out of hand. This is too much. This is uncomfortable. Everybody say, my worship is going to make you uncomfortable. Because I'm going to worship God. I don't care how you feel. I don't care what you think. I'm going to worship God. I'm going to give it all to God. I'm going to lay it all down before God. I'm going to lay my whole life down before God. Come on. Come on, I'm telling you guys. So Stephen was this martyr. And he goes and he's preaching the gospel, the gospel, the good news of Jesus, the one that you can give your life over to Christ and be changed and transformed forever. And he's preaching the gospel and he's going after it. And, he, and he's, you know, oh yeah, this is great. You know, I'm, I'm preaching the gospel. I always saw myself doing this. This is so awesome. And he's, he's slaying and he's just slaying devils left and right. He's like, ah! And he's just getting every one of them, right? He everyone's like, ah! he's just getting all the devils. Like anyone that was coming out of his way. And all of a sudden... The people around him are like. Picking up rocks. and started throwing rocks at him. He was stoned to death. Not the kind of stoned. Yeah. Like literally, stoned. like literally rocks. Hooked at him until he died. See many preachers want to get up and preach a good message. Amen brother. <laughs> Everybody say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But when life gets hard, when things get real, when things get rough, do you really worship God? Are you a fake stand or are you a real stand? Do you give costly worship or you just give what you feel like doing? What if Jesus just didn't feel like doing what he did? I heard a, pa- a preacher named Dan Moeller. He gives us wonderful analogies. So what if Jesus was on the cross and he's looking down and he's getting hit and getting beaten? I mean if someone was hitting you beating on you, what would you do? Fight back you generally or run? Who would run? <laughs> if you were like If <laughs> someone was beating you beating on you, would you turn the other cheek? Would you just accept it as if you're, if you're, so so Jesus is on the... he's getting beaten and he's, he's getting Whooped, and he's getting whipped, and he's getting a, a crown of thorns on his head, and he's getting shredded. His body is unrecognizable. He's he's going through all this so that we can have redemption of our sins in our life, and he's going through all these things that are just rough. He's paying a high price. Everybody say for me. not because you're a sinner but because his father wants a relationship with you and sin is in the way and there has to be a sacrifice for that sin and his name is Jesus so he's paying this high costly price for you and imagine if he was up there doing that and he's like you know what Forget it. He rips off the cloak they put on him and the stupid hat, the the, crown of thorns they put on him. And and he's just like, give me your your shirt. I'm going to bend my own self up. And he's like, you know, all I've done for you guys is prayed for your sick. I've I've healed them. I've cleansed the lepers. I've done all these amazing things. I actually brought people back from the dead. Lazarus, come forth. You came back from the dead. I did all these awesome things in front of you. And all you can do is hit me. Yeah, whatever. Imagine if Jesus did that. That sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? He's like this. You offended me. Everybody say, like, "I'm offended." Where? Does this make any sense? He's going through the craziest thing you could possibly, the worst death you could possibly have on this earth. He's looking down from the cross and He's saying, I'm doing it all for you, Lord. I, I, God, take this life, I give it to you. Father, forgive them for they know not what they Some of us don't even understand what we're doing in life. That's a sin. But there's still forgiveness for that. Because God's bringing it to your attention. He's bringing it up in your soul and in your heart. So I'm talking about costly worship. In Luke chapter 9, verses 23 through 24. Can I go ahead and have the the, um, video on? Then He said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple, they must deny themselves, take up their cross, and daily, everybody say daily. daily. Everybody say daily. daily. Not one day. Daily. How many days are in a week? How many days are in a year? How many hours are in a day? I'm talking about daily living your life for Jesus. Every day, 24-7, 365 days a year. Daily taking up your cross. Everybody say, not when I feel like it. Feel like Every, it. Day. Every, day. Every day. Every day. Say, I'm going to get over, get over myself. myself. Thank you, whoever said it can beat me to it. <laughs> See, whoever wants to be my, be my disciple, they must deny themselves, take up their cross daily, and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will save it. Are you willing to lose what you think is your life to save your life for eternity? Or do you just live for the moment and whatever is affecting you in the moment? Tonight I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask you guys all stand up right now. Come on back forward. We're going to finish the night off with worship. We've got a good half hour. Come on forward, everybody.